of all that we can sit down and say that we've done, we can do better. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. We can do better. What are you saying, Pastor, that what we've done is not good enough? No, what we've done is good. What we've done is good, but we get comfortable at good. What we've done has been absolutely wonderful, but we get comfortable at good. Hallelujah. We don't understand that there's more to this than, than just good. We got to the level of good to show that we can get to great. I know some of you are taken back by that because that means more work. Yes, more work. Everything of greatness demands work. Everything of greatness demands work. But I, I'm telling you now, we as individuals and we as Perfecting Faith Church, we can do better. There's much more to do. Somebody praise God. We can love better. We can serve better. We can help better. We can live better. We can do better. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. And we're going to read verses 9 and 10, if you don't mind. It simply says this, but as touching brotherly love, we need not that I, you need not that I write unto you. You should know how to love. You already know how to love. As touching brotherly love, hallelujah. You need not that I write unto you. For you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Hallelujah. And indeed, you do it toward all the brethren which are in all of Macedonia. But I want you to do better. But we beseech you to do better, brethren, that you increase that love, increase that brotherhood, increase that benevolence more and more. God has always been a God of excellence. God has always been a God of excellence. I'll say it again. God does not plateau. God does not stop at status quo. God is not average. God is Excellent. Oh Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. God continues to excel. God continues to, to, to move forward and higher. There's no limit to his power. His power is ever increasing. His glory is ever revealed. I don't hear anybody. God does not sit at a certain level and stop. Yeah. 
God is ever moving, God is always moving. And that's how he wants his children to be. God will lift you up out of where you are and put you in another place, but that is not a permanent place. That's just an elevation that should motivate you to go further. Never to plateau, never just to get happy where you are. Just because he lifted you from one level to another doesn't mean that you've arrived. Uh, just because he took you out of the wilderness and put you in Goshen doesn't mean that you've made it to the promised land. There, there, there's something more there's something more and you can sit in Goshen if you want to but God is moving you to the promise I don't hear anybody you, you can sit in your comfortable place if you want to but God being progressive is always causing us to go forward glory to God remember what he said in Joshua 3 he said when you see the Ark of the Covenant coming through the camp and the Levites bearing the Ark of the Covenant. Get up from your tent and go after it. Because there's more to this than where you are. And this is for our benefit. It's not for God. God is already who he is. You can't add anything more to God. God is already sovereign. God is already infinite. But this is for our benefit. That God wants us to realize that he had plans for us. He has set things in place for us that he wants us to achieve. And he doesn't want us to get stagnated or stalled out at a place called good. I don't hear you. He doesn't want us to get comfortable in a place called good. He wants you to get to a good place to refresh, to go to better. And he wants you to go from better to best. Hallelujah. He wants you to go from good to great. Am I talking to anybody here? He wants you to roll up your sleeves and get to work at progressing. I talk to people constantly. I speak to people constantly that are in school. I talk to Jasmine and I'm saying, so what are you going for? What are you going for? Well, I'm going for this and I'm going for that. I want to get my master's. I said, master's, that's wonderful. But what about your PhD? Oh no, I didn't stop at my master's. Why would you stop? If you invested that much time in the four years that it took you to get that master's, you can put another two years in there. I know I'm talking straight to some people in this room. You can put another two years, another three years in there and walk away with a hood. And I, I, I have people call you doctor. Dr. Habersham. Call you doctor. Walking around with something that you earned because you didn't stop at good. Stopping at good is getting your high school diploma done, 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 done. That's good. That's a good way to get to working at McDonald's. That's a good way to get to working at Walmart. Hallelujah. And it's good because you can earn money there. You can earn money. Maybe you can get advanced to a, to a manager. And be telling people in McDonald's, we need more fries. 
Bring in those boxes. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. But we can do. I don't hear anybody. But we can do. See, we have got to lose the well enough mentality. We've got to lose that, oh, I'm, I'm good, this is good enough. Good, my question is, good enough for what? Is it good enough to make the better you? Is it good enough to make you greater than you've been? Good is average. And if you believe that God called his children to be average, you don't know your father. Ah, uh, yeah. Now, now, for those of you watching online, and you're probably going through the same kind of, same kind of um, triggers. Uh, you know, because uh, I'm provoking some people to examine where you are. Examine how far you've come and where you've stopped. Notice, quiet. Examine where you are and examine where you stopped. I look at my African brothers and sisters. I look at my brothers and sisters from Africa. They come over here after getting their degrees there and they double up on their degrees. I'm, I'm, look, I'm not, being, I'm not being racist. I'm not singling out a race. Yes, I am because the Africans have a different mentality. You gotta be something. If you're a Nigerian, you gotta be something. If you're a Liberian, if you're a Zimbabwean, you've gotta be something. Amen. And you can't stop at good. You have got to go into the level of great. God help us today. You've gotta go into the level of great. How dare you become a son and daughter of God and then stop? How dare you get the privilege of being seated in heavenly places and don't take it serious enough to go further? How dare you? How dare you carry his name and stop? You are obligated. I told you before, noblesse oblige. That means nobility obligates you. That means nobility obligates you. If you really are who you say you are, you have a mandate on your life to do more, to become greater, and to represent your father. And this whole world, the Bible said, I'm going to Jackie McCullough, the Bible said, in, in Romans the 8th chapter, he said this. He said, the earnest expectation of all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. What does that mean without all the Asians? It means the earth is waiting for you to get on your mark. The earth is waiting for you to come about. The earth is waiting for you to show up. The earth is waiting for you to take control. The earth is sitting back waiting for you to dominate. 
for you to become great. Man, I'm losing y'all. We already shouted at the first half. Now in sobriety, let's deal with the expectations of God and what God expects from his children. Man, are you kidding me? Everything on this earth is sitting back in abeyance, waiting for you. Other people are coming and picking up your stuff. Other people not qualified are coming and picking up what God prepared for you. What God has for me is for me, unless you abort it. Because if God had planned a talent for your talent and you failed to work your talent, he will give that talent to the one who worked their talent. I just want to put scripture behind that. Sometimes we, we make up stuff. What God has for me is for me. And that's true. It is for me, but if I fail to use it, it will be used if he's got to have somebody else use it. Amen. And we fail to realize the responsibility that comes along with being his child. There is a responsibility. There's something that God's called us to and only we can do it. And if we fail to do it, then rocks will cry. Then rocks will cry. Can I come down here and walk? I, I, I just want to come down here and walk real quickly because you all need to hear this outside of me standing on an elevated platform. I want to come down to our level. Not your level, our level. Amen? I want you to understand God and what he expects of us because God has expectations. God has expectations. And whereas we're sitting back waiting for God to work a miracle and us to stumble over a pot of gold for us to come into an inheritance that we didn't earn, God is sitting back saying, I gave you the power to gain wealth. I gave you the power, but you got to use that power to gain it. Hallelujah. I gave you the power, but now that ability is yours to work. And if you do not work it, then you do not receive the reward for it. Amen. People want to go forth in ministry. I just want to be a minister. I want to do what God called me to do. Well, it takes work. It takes work. Just because you got a touch from God and just because God called you in a dream doesn't mean that you will be effective if you don't work. I know that this, I know this is kind of hard hard sermon because when you talk about work, it's a four-letter word and it's like a curse. It's like you're cussing at people when you say work. But how does a ministry grow? By people who work. I, I, I don't hear anybody. How does the wall get built? By people who have a mind to work. I don't hear anybody here. Then so built we the wall. Because the people had a mind to work. That means everybody had a desire to move forward. And everybody put their hand to the project. And they built that wall. Because it was a group effort with people taking individual responsibility. Every group effort comes along with people who individually take on the responsibility. People who individually sacrifice. 
But we ain't got this kind of crab in the barrel thing. We got this kind of messed up mentality. Well, they don't need me. There's enough of them. They, no, they don't need me. I, yeah, there's enough of them. I, I'm not needed. And you curse yourself. You curse yourself by being stagnated. Am I making sense to you? I will speak in tongues next week. But you curse yourself by stagnating yourself. Satan doesn't even have to do too much work. Because you do the work for him. You discount yourself. Satan sat back and said, oh, I was about to say that. You beat me to the punch. Amen. Amen. Because Satan can't make you believe something that you don't already believe. He only pokes in the areas that are open. Hello. He only pokes you in insecurity if you're insecure. He only pokes you with fear if you got fear. I don't hear anybody. He only pokes you with lust if you got lust. He only pokes and triggers your anger if you've got anger. He cannot deal with stuff that's not already there. He can't put that in you if it's not there. Amen. Satan can say murder, 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 murder all day long. It don't, have, don't work with us because we don't have a murdering spirit. And, you, and that, you brush that off like you got to be kidding. I don't like him, but I don't want to kill him. Amen. Amen. Satan can only work with what you got. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you start to convince yourself, when you start to convince yourself that you're not needed, then you marginalize your ability. When you don't get excited about the Lord using you and be on your mark and ready to go and make people get angry because you're so gung-ho, because, you know, when you really get that gung-ho, that zeal, people say, why, why don't you just settle down? I've been settled too long. And if I settle down, I've got to settle with meager fare. I don't hear anybody. If I settle down, I got to settle with meager fare. But I got to get myself riled up. I got to get myself full of zeal. I've got to get that power. I've got to get that enthusiasm because I can do I don't hear anybody here. We can do better if we change our thinking. If we start to think like God. If we start to think like God, we can see miracles. If we start to think like God, we can see the impossible happen. If we start to think like God, we can be used in ways that are greater than we desire. We can do better, but it comes with a made-up mind. Hallelujah. It comes with a made-up mind. I get excited. I got up at 5 o'clock this morning to get myself together, to jump on a plane, to make my way to 311 North Main Street. And I did not regret it, no matter how tired I am, because there's something more that's going to happen in this church. And I want to be a part of it. I don't hear anybody. Let the lazy people sleep. I want to be a part of it. Let the complacent people be dormant. But I want to be a part of what God is doing. What up? 
I feel like preaching. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. I want to be in the mix. I want to increase in what I do. I want to become better than I was. I don't want to stay where I am, but I want to go a little higher. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet. Y'all about to make me preach. Lord, plant my feet on a higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay. Where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though some of you may dwell where these abound. But my prayer, my aim... is higher ground Lord lift me up I feel like preach Lord lift me up we can do better Lord lift us up and let us stand by faith on heaven's table and aha We can love better. We can let go of old grudges and learn how to let God perfect our heart and leave all of that resentment behind. Lose that weight and move forward. You you weigh too much. Lose the weight of unforgiveness. You weigh too much. Lose the weight of resentment. You weigh too much. Lose the weight of hatred. You weigh too much. I don't hear you here. I don't mean to offend anybody, but just touch your neighbor and say, you weigh too much. Lose the weight. Lose the weight. Lose the weight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lose the weight of fear. You weigh too much. Lose the weight of insecurity. You weigh too much. Lose the weight of terror. You weigh too much. Lose the weight of depression. You weigh too much. Has not given you uh, the spirit of fear. You weigh too much. You're carrying too much. Let it go. We can do better. Let it all go and be free. Let it all go and live. Let it all go and prosper. 
stay where I've been because I've outgrown this place of comfort. I've been comfortable too long and I've outgrown this comfortable place, this comfortable space. God is pushing me out of my comfort zone and taking me into a place called better. I don't hear you here. There's a place called better and I'm not gonna be satisfied until I get to that place called there's a better life we can do better there's a better will we can do better there's a better love we can do better wait a minute there's a better me y'all miss it there's a better me I can do better if you don't want to go with me I'm going by myself I'm going to a place called better and I wish that you would join me but if you don't oh well I gotta go children I gotta leave you and if you're smart you'll follow me but I'm going to a place called better. I'm finished. I'm finished. When you realize when you realize that everything in your future is waiting on you. When you realize that you're the holdup. God has already set it up. But you're the holdup. Because you have stopped at average. There are dreams God put in you creativity that God's gifted you with, vision that God has shown you. God has breathed life in inspiring you. And you take all of that in and you hold it hostage to good. You put all that greatness, all that inspiration, all that creativity, and you hold it hostage to good good while you're watching people walk past you and you're, and you're satisfied telling yourself I'm in a good place I'm good this is good enough then why did you tell so many people the vision God gave you then why did you start hoping for more hope deferred makes the heart sick Hope that is deferred makes you sick at heart. Because you sit back and say, I should have. I could have. I, I would have. And all that stuff in you, man, all that stuff in you. And then you watch somebody else take up where you left off. Oh man, I planned to do that. That's, that was my dream. 
but your dream became their reality because you never manifested it. I know that this is not the, the, the spiritual message that you're looking for, but the only reason that why we're broke and busted and disgusted most times is because of ourselves. Because if, 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 I were to, if I were to take an evaluation and a census, just about, maybe just about, maybe not everybody, but just about everybody here was born into poverty. Maybe not everybody. There may be some people here that were born pretty well off. But for the majority of us, we were born into something less than favorable, less than, less than prosperous. We, we did not have a trust fund and we did not have large bank accounts and we did not have parents that were well to do and we may not have even had but one parent or we may have been raised by aunts or uncles or cousins or, or grandparents and, and we, 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 did not, we did not come into this with, 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 with privilege am I, am, I, am, I, am I right? Am I, I, I don't want to be wrong in my judgment but for the most part, I think the majority of us were born into struggle. But being born into it made it seem natural. Being born into it made it seem normal. It was our normative. It was our norm. To be born into struggle and not have enough to eat and have to ration out food and based on how many children that the family had and sleeping four in a bed and I'm trying to talk to somebody here. If you were only child sleeping by yourself, and so things develop in our in our psyche. We develop tr trains of thought to meet our environment, and we get locked into that train of thought. Are you hearing me? And we get locked into that train of thought, and that sticks with us as we grow. We grow biologically, chronologically, but we don't always grow mentally. And we get comfortable. It's no strain not having enough. It ain't nothing new. It, it don't bother me not having a, enough in my bank account if I have a bank account. It does, I've been getting along all this time without a car. I don't need no car. I don't need, no, I don't need that. You know, I look, an apartment is good enough for me. We make it work. There's five of us, but we've got two bedrooms. We make it work because we're used to it. We're acclimated to just good. And then when people that are at good see people doing better, the crabs in the barrel. Who do they think they are? I remember when they didn't, I remember them when they, your memory does you a disservice. Cause while your memory, see memory has you back in the past. Memory is always reviewing the past. You only remember what happened. And while you're in your memory, in my past, remember, well, I remember when you used to, and I remember when you were, and all these past tense terms, you're sitting in a graveyard. 
You're sitting, and I'm not going to sit there with you. I already lived that. I already came out. I came through that. I can't be comfortable with that just to make you comfortable. Somebody got to cause a change. I don't hear anybody. Someone has got to start a cycle of change. And I've, and I've got to break free from people who are not looking to go forward. Are y'all hearing me? And, 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 no, and no offense to my friends, no offense even to my family. But if you ain't moving, I'm not keeping you company. I know it sounds harsh, but if I stay with you, nobody's going to make it. We both going to die. I'm going to move forward so I can reach back and help you once I get to better. You need me to go to better. You should want me to go to better. Both of us sitting up here looking at each other broke as the Ten Commandments. Struggling together and feeling good. I'm comfortable because I got you, my ride or die. We're going to die in this ride. Because if I listen to you, why we'll both lose. Amen. So what I've got to do is I've got to look over the horizon. And I've got to see you what God has in my future. Wait, wait. And before I get to my future, I got to work it out here. In my now. And when it's time to do, I'm going to be the first one to do. And when it's time to sacrifice, I'm going to sacrifice. And when it's time to work, you can count on me. Because I'm moving toward better. We all can do better. We can do better individually and we surely can do better together. There, there's, so much, there's so much impacted in Perfecting Faith Church. There's so much that is crammed in Perfecting Faith Church. Every one of the seats hold potential. Every, every somebody sitting on a seat has a level of potential. As undeveloped as it may be as undeveloped as it may be. Everyone watching online has potential, as undeveloped as it may be. But when you see those breaking free, free from the status quo and saying, I'm going to work doubly, I'm going to work twice as hard because I see that the kingdom is advancing and I want to be a part of the advancement. When the service times come, I want to be in the service. I, I, I want to be in the service because there's going to be instructions. But if I'm not there, I'm going to miss. That's when you're excited. There's going to be instructions that I'm going to miss. And I don't want to get some, from somebody else's accounting because they may have missed the point. 
I want to be able to be there to hear it myself, to be infused with it myself. You ever ask somebody else to share the notes from the class that you missed? And they only share what they picked up and not what you needed to hear? Anybody? And you get in class and the, the professor goes into something else, well, I gave it to you. That's not what you told me. Y'all hear me. This, what you're sitting in right now, is the potential mega church. Stop. Because your mind went someplace normal. Mega church is not based on numbers. It's based on productivity. It's based on productivity. If everyone in Perfecting Faith Church and supporters of Perfecting Faith Church were to commit themselves to becoming greater individually and becoming connected as a corporate body, man, the stuff that would happen. You ain't got to run that baby out. That baby praising God, thank the Lord. I like the noise of babies. There would be so much productivity. If we came together on Wednesday nights with the same volume as we are on Sundays, imagine how much we could accomplish. If we sowed our seed with zeal. Before I came out here, I made sure I cashed out my offering. Made sure. Because I don't want to get so caught up in the service that I forget. Amen. Amen. And if every one of us really worked the work that God give, gave us to work, this church would be absolutely impactful. We would change a community, a nation, and impact the world. We can do better. We can do better. Look at somebody next to you say, we can do better. Look at them, left and right, we can do better. I've got to stop now. You know, um, there's going to be changes in this church in order for us to do better. There's going to be some real changes in this ministry that's going to allow us to be greater than we have been in 22 years. Y'all not hearing me? We're going to be better than we've ever been in 22 years. God is going to cause us to expand. This multicultural church is going to increase. This is not a black church. This is not a Hispanic church, no offense. This is not a Haitian church, no offense. We got a new piano player, Brandon. He's Haitian. Amen. This is the church of God that's in Christ. Come on here, Jesus. I had to do that. And we can accomplish so much. Myself and Bishop Hezekiah, I'm, I'm ending. Myself and Bishop Hezekiah, 
We were talking yesterday on the van going to the concert. And we were, he was talking about building a 240-unit apartment complex on property that they have in Brooklyn and how they've got the funding for it. And next 18 months, they're going to have a 240-unit apartment complex. And, and he was saying, you know, I feel bad because I feel like maybe I should have built a, a bigger church because our church is still so small. We're crammed in there. He said, I feel like maybe I should have built a bigger church. I said, are you kidding me? You built a bigger church. 240 units. You just did better than build a church. You built a community. Somebody say, we can do better. Are y'all hearing me? We can do better. I said, I wish somebody would give me $14 million. I wish they would. This would be the perfecting faith Donnie McClurkin community. There'd be houses with my picture on the front lawn. There'd be little, there'd be little lawn, lawn jockeys on the front lawn, me going. $14 million, we could build a whole entire community of low, medium, and high-income houses and house thousands of people. You, you hear me? We can always do better. And I told them, I said, well, we ain't got 240 units, but we're going to have four. We 236 shy. But you don't despise the day of small things. To go from one house to an apartment, four unit apartment complex across the street, you're doing better. Amen. To go from one house to a store that we owned and now to tear that down and to build a four unit apartment complex, that's doing better. Doctors Turner, and, and, and that's the way you do it. It's not competition, it's inspiration. Because if Bishop Walker can do that, he may have five talents, and I may have two, but I'm gonna multiply these two into four. Let me take that back. We're going to multiply, we're going to. We're going to, we're going to multiply what we have into more. Somebody say, we can do better.
Somebody holler, we can do better. No more excuses. Everyone's standing, I gotta end this. No more excuses. No more excuses. We rid ourselves of excuses. What is an excuse, Damon? An excuse is something that we use to get out of something. To be excused from responsibility. To be excused from producing. To get out of the man, to get out of the responsibility aspect. We use excuses to get out of our responsibilities. We're not going to use excuses anymore. We are well able. I said we are well able. We are well able individually. To those of you, like I said at the beginning of this, to those of you that stopped in your education, go back. Walk around and let people call you doctor. Talk about your masters. Amen. Wear your hood to church. Just come in with your hood on. Wear it to church. Oh, yeah. I'm saying be better. Those of you that started businesses or should have started businesses but allowed fear to stop you, allowed lack of finance to stop you, you don't need a whole truckload of finance. You just need confidence and tenacity and determination. Amen. Because if you have those aspects, no matter what you don't have financially, you will hustle until you get it. And if there's one thing we know how to do is we know how to hustle for what we want. Driving around in a new car and broken dreams. Buy, buying you a luxury car with a poverty mentality. Reverse that thing. We can do better. If you believe that this is speaking directly to you, I want you to praise God for the message that came to you today.